And we're back with another episode of 132 Breeze Podcast. This is Marlo coming from Chicago, a very cold, dreary mid-April day. It is awful out. Uh, bringing my co-host Casey. Casey, how are things in your neck of the woods? Good evening, Marlo. It is 7.20 uh, Central Time here. We are under a couple inches now of snow slash ice slash combination. It's not been a fun day here southeast Wisconsin as far as the weather goes. I am told that it is spring is right around the corner. I don't believe it. I think that we skipped summer and spring and we're back in winter. Yeah, I, it's, it's actually kind of funny. We joke sometimes about how, like, the weather's not that different since we're, you know, probably about 45 miles apart from each other. Yeah. But I think in this case, it's actually really different. Really? Yeah, like, I we have some rain, but, like, we had no snow or freezing or anything like that. Thing like that. No. It's just been kind of cold. Went outside to warm up, warm up the car, went outside to scrape ice off of it. The whole thing was just coated in an ice. It was, it was great. Awful. But I think we got a great uh, show yeah. ahead of us. Just getting getting everyone excited with our dreary weather talk. Yeah. That's <laughs> what they tuned in for. <laughs> but we do have, a, I think, an exciting show lined up today. Yeah, awesome. We're going to get into some uh, talks here. So do we want to, you want to get things started here? Yeah, I just want to go with a couple corrections from our last podcast that our fellow fans uh, let us know about. Uh, the first of which we forgot when we were talking about Duke Hall of Famers and kind of the potential for and who's next, who's the next possible. We forgot Kyrie Irving. Oops. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. He apparently went to Duke, if you, if you don't remember. Yeah, well, I remember like those two and a half games, I believe, that he played for Duke. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I think that so. was technically talking after watching the uh, Bucks celtics game, at least a little bit of it today. Uh, Tatum, I think, would be the next one. He looked pretty impressive as a rookie in the playoffs today. That's true. Uh, which I guess we can talk about that later. Other correction, uh, my walk-up song was not uh, not very good. As I said, I always overthink it and to the point where I don't have a good answer. Uh, but our friend Matt suggested uh, MIA, uh, Paper Planes. Do you remember that song? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that fit me a little bit better. And that Matt was the same one who I said last week blocked uh, a shot of yours that was erroneous reporting. Uh, and here on the 132 Breeze podcast, we like to get the facts straight and he stole the ball from you, not blocked it. So I think that's a little bit better. I still think that uh, MBH the third should should see that if video exists of it. I feel redeemed. I'm glad that the the truth came out in that and that the, the proper party stepped forward and corrected the record uh, <laughs> on that one. But still, <laughs> it's, right. it's still hard to live down. That's all for uh, for our correction segment, the new exciting segment that I'm sure everybody is excited to hear. Uh, first thing I want to talk about today, uh, Marlo, is baseball. Despite the wintry weather, their baseball uh, was going on, and despite it being early in the season, tempers were high. Yeah, tempers were high. Baseball is back, and so is fighting. Fighting's actually up 200% <laughs> in this early baseball season. There were some great brawls in uh the Red Sox and Yankees um, went at it. I guess the, those teams, those two teams, they don't like each other. They don't like each other. There might be some history. There. Yeah, some history, some bad blood. Um, that was pretty entertaining because they had a bench, uh, bench clearing multiple times in their their series. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe they're pl- actually playing 
this early, but uh, those were those are fun brawls. I my favorite part, kind of about especially the the Yankees Red Sox was is always when the bullpen starts running out, and they're always late. Yeah. Like I just want to imagine just sitting in a bullpen watching the brawl, being like, okay, when do we run out? Is this when we go? <laughs> okay, we should go now. And then everyone just kind of trots out, and hopefully it's over by then. Yeah, it's a leisurely jog. It's a good distance. You don't want to run out there, sprint out there, get out there, and you're all exhausted. But yeah, they might have to gotta, go back and pitch. Yeah, yeah you got to pace yourself. Make sure you're there, ready to, to brawl if it's still ensuing. I like the, the Yankees-Red Sox brawl because you know how a lot of times when two teams you don't like play, you're like, oh, I wish they could both lose, or, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want anybody to win. In baseball, you get that sometimes. Sometimes they actually fight each other, and then really the people who dislike both teams are the winners. So that was me. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the the bullpen since they have the um, the carts now that are back. <laughs> you think they'll start yeah. taking carts out to the front? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Also, the the Rockies and uh, the Rockies and Paul, P- Padres brawl. Did you see that one? Yeah, I saw the highlights of it, and it looked more intense. Like they. It wasn't like a baseball feud rivalry thing. Like they were legitimately mad at each other. Yeah, that was a that was a true intense rug. And then I love the pitcher throws the ball behind him. Guy charges. Pitcher first move, throw the glove at the charge. <laughs> <laughs> that was his first defense. Remind me of like my little brother. Like ah, always the best when they're up. Yeah, but that one was heated. I didn't realize Mark McGuire was. On the Padres stats until I saw him out there trying to hold pe- be a hold that guy, uh, which is kind of ironic. <laughs> He's uh, I think he has the muscles to do it. I think so. Uh, but yeah, that's baseball. Baseball brawls are back. They're entertaining. Uh, they give us a reason to watch in these early early parts. As you said, it's so miserable to watch. Well, here in Chicago, anyways. I know Milwaukee has a mm-hmm. has a roof. It's so miserable to be out there watching well, did you see, baseball oh, oh, I um, at this point in time. Tuesday or Wednesday, it doesn't matter, I guess. When the Cubs had a, and White Sox both had games, speaking of weather being different in, in, in locations, and the Cubs canceled their game and White Sox played. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was the, the Cubs' home opener. It was actually, yeah, it was their home opener. Yep. Canceled. It was on, yeah, it was a, a Monday. It was a Monday home opener. And I think they played around the same time, but yeah, it got canceled, and... The White Sox still played because, you know, that 12 miles weather difference makes a difference. Um, I actually knew people that went to opening day for the Cubs, or were supposed to, and then they didn't go. So they just hopped on the red line and actually went out to the White Sox game, which I think the attendance that day was like, uh, I believe, like maybe 2,000. I don't know if it cracked 2,000. It was something like, yeah, it was bad. Some of the pictures from there were kind of funny. Oh, I I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah, no, it's bad. So, but so what you're saying is the Cubs are soft. No, yeah, the Cubs. That's, that's exactly where I was going with that. The Cubs are <laughs> the Cubs are soft. <laughs> uh, it's also it's also a dick move by the Cubs. Uh, opening day, obviously everyone's excited on a Tuesday, and if they're yeah. going, is a one you know one of those one o'clock starting pitch, and they cancel it, um, and then you know they're supposed to have all the festivities, so they move that to Wednesday. It's like you know all those people, like half the people that were going took that day off, right. um, and it's hard to you know it's hard to tell your boss I'm taking the next day off too to go do it. 
a game that was supposed to happen, yes. Speaking of soft and fighting, I guess, we can go to the, uh, the story that came out of Milwaukee with the, the big-time journalist. Uh, it looks like there was a, a little bit of a feud up there. Uh, it was basically outside of, uh, no, it ex- yeah, it was outside of Miller Park. So this is how it went down. The, there was a Fox News anchor who was going or was at the game. One of his co-anchors, this is a female, goes, is a fiancé of an anchor on the NBC News, and they were all hanging out, and apparently there was some miscommunication on uh, some interactions between the Fox guy and the NBC guy's fiancé, and when they got outside, <laughs> Fox guy punches the NBC guy. <laughs> And actually, yeah, he suffered a broken nose and a chipped tooth, and uh, chipped tooth and orbital bone fracture in that fight. So we got Big J's out here brawling at a baseball game. And then when I first heard this, my first thought was like Anchorman, and the <laughs> <laughs> news teams line up and and brick hitting a goon with a trident. Yeah, it wasn't quite as formal as that, it sounds like. Uh, a lot of broken things for a couple, three punches there. I think this all arose because, so reading kind of the details of what came out, somebody said somebody was disinterested, and that was like the big like offensive word or something. Yeah, so Fox Anchor apparently showed a photo to the guy's fiance, and he saw it as being dis like, disrespecting her because she seemed disinterested. That was the word that kept being used, yes. Yeah. Well, I don't, what does that mean? Who cares? <laughs> I show people for... pictures all the time and they're disinterested in them. But it doesn't, you know, doesn't stop me Gotta from protecting this girl. I don't punch them in the face. Yeah. It's just protecting this girl's honor. Later in the uh, article, it says that somebody was, somebody brought up Jay Cutler. So if you're punching somebody because they called you Jay Cutler, that's fair. That's, that's fair game. Totally fair. I, I mean, yeah, I can agree with I agree with that. So we got we got reporters out here. We got reporters out here fighting over being disinterested. So <laughs> pitbulls are being called Dick Cutler. Not sure. Not sure. But yeah, they're tough guys out there. Those, Once those again, boys. Big J journalists proving they're not professionals like you and I, Marlo. That's right. Did you do anything baseball wise over the weekend? Yeah. This weekend, uh, I had a little bit of a, of a baseball weekend. I was excited for this season to start. And on Friday, I did something that I, I can't remember the last time that I did. I, uh, my wife and I literally sat and watched a baseball game from start to finish. A whole game. Didn't have, didn't have the computer in front of me, wasn't on my phone doing other things. I mean, we talked and stuff like you, would, like you were at a game, but I watched a whole game, and it was I think I'm getting old. It was fun. It was nice. It was relaxing. It was, it was a relaxing night, bruising up, losing 6-5 to the Mets. Uh, then last night, ended up watching the Brewers beat the Mets. It was a baseball-filled weekend. I had to watch the Brewers. And let me tell you, I get emo- the emotional ups and downs in baseball are crazy. And here I am, the first weekend of April, second week of April, I guess, riding with each pitch when I'm watching this game. In a game that probably doesn't mean anything. <laughs> when is the last bizarre. time you sat down? When was the last time you sat down and watched a game like that? I on the on the TV, I could yeah. I don't even know. 
Pre-internet? <laughs> Pre-internet, wow. Yeah, pitch by pitch. It's just something that goes away as you... I remember being a kid and just... I'd be able to watch pitch by pitch and like yeah. really be into the game. And I just... I can't do that now. And I was watching online, so it's not like I could even switch to you know another game that's on or anything like it was i was dialed into the brewers all right so you're all in you're all in the brewers already in it's like a blast mid-April. from the past <laughs> no i i guess emotionally i i guess i'm riding the highs and highs and lows and then mm-hmm. they they lost six five and had a chance to win but didn't on, on friday night and then it's done it's like well they got like 160 more of these to go or 150 or whatever it is now. <laughs> Why am I getting all bent out of shape out of this one? I don't know. All right, we'll check back in. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll check back in midsummer, see if we still got yeah. this, still, still got that buzz going. But one of the good things about watching Bruce baseball is Matt LaPay's doing the play by play. Is he really? Yeah. That's nice. Is he yeah, a good base, so he's a good baseball play by play? Yeah, he does, he does well. It's still, you know, I, I obviously like his football more. It's where I know him, but it's, it's pretty good, and he's you know as eloquent in baseball as he is, is in football. So it's pretty pretty nice having that little taste of, I guess, uh, Badger sports uh, during during the summer or whatever season. This yeah, is. wherever we are. Um, yeah, no, he's is so great. Anytime is this, they have they cut up his highlights and they put his his call on it. Yeah, it's it's awesome every time. Um, that's a guy we should get on the show. Yeah, <laughs> got to see if what he's maybe we'll get him on an doing. off day. <laughs> see if he's doing anything. Yeah, we got a nice little uh, sports broadcaster puppet uh, here in, in in Milwaukee. Matt LePay is doing the Brewers. We got Ju- Gus Johnson was doing the Bucks game today uh, for Fox Sports One or Fox Sports Wisconsin or whatever it is, and obviously Bob Euchre. So good little cool setup we got going on. Oh, it's almost. Yeah, it's almost Mount Rushmore right there. Yeah. Wow. That's great. All right, from the, be- uh, from the beginning of baseball season, we're coming down, well, we think it's the end of the NBA season, then we realize we have five more months of playoffs, but <laughs> the playoffs have started. Yeah. Um, the playoffs really start, I really actually got into, uh, I really, you know, I really get into NBA around this time, I was uh, with the playoffs. Okay. But I really, it really got my buzz on when the playoffs started for the Timberwolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, when they oh. played Denver on Wednesday night, because uh, that was an elimination game to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, that went into overtime, actually. And I was like, okay, I think uh, I'm getting all lathered up and ready for the playoffs here. All right. Well, you're a little bit ahead of me. <laughs> I uh, know that they started in this, like you said, is usually when I start tuning in at least, but um, I'm not a... Not quite as lathered up as you uh, appear to be. I like the timber timber bulls. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Thibble out there, D. Um, so, anyways, I wanted to, uh, you know, we we're pretty much through all game ones in the series. Um, as we record this, it looks like the timber bulls will be playing Houston. So, I don't know. We can make it. We can make a guess on that. But we want to do uh, just our. Our quick uh, hot take, fast reactions to the to the opening game of the series of each series. Yeah, okay. run through. Let's do it. Uh, Spurs Warriors. All right. Well, this one I think this comes down to whether or not Kawhi is going to play. And after the game today, Greg Popovich was asked if he was going to play. He said, "Why don't you ask his people or his his group?" What is? 
So, yeah. Yep. Uh, too bad for Spurs. If only Kawhi could play. And I think he was. I think they just said he was like. I don't know. I got an alert saying he was out. I haven't looked into it like for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. I I don't think he's going to play, so I don't think that's going to be a series, which is good for the Warriors as uh, Steph tries to nurse his injury that he has. So hopefully he yeah. won't have to, for them, he won't have to work too hard and they can yeah. get to the next round a little bit healthier. Yeah. So Warriors are just practicing. They're up one, I think. Uh, the Wizards went over the Raptors. Yeah, Wizards, Wizards, uh, no, sorry, the Raptors w- went over the Wizards, excuse me. So Raptors yeah. uh, beat Wizards game one uh, in Toronto. That, that series is uh, the Raptors, are fi- Raptors finally win the first game. And Drake, Drake is happy. Drake's happy. That's good for him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite part about the Raptors being in the playoffs, is having Drake sit courtside and Drake just... Sweaters. Yeah, and yeah, he's just yeah, and he's basically coaching, and just he's so fired up. So nothing like Drake being on the sideline. Yeah, I saw the stat that the that was the Raptors' first win in the first game in the first round. Which again, stats, I love stats like that. Uh, <laughs> one of the, one of the things I saw on uh, a baseball stat. This is uh, going back to, to baseball. Uh, the Dodgers lost their 11th straight to the Diamondbacks in the regular season. Which is the most they've lost to any team since they became the Los Angeles Dodgers, which is crazy to think about. And wow, I guess maybe a little, just random stats like this, like first game, first round. It's surprising that they haven't done that. Uh, they haven't choked yet and dropped out of the playoffs. The Raptors haven't, so there's still time. We'll see. Right, maybe Raptors are making it out of the first round. <laughs> um, the 76ers over the Heat. Uh, so 76ers beat the Heat in the first game. And this one, basically, uh, Ben Simmons is the best second-year rookie to ever play basketball. And, seven, and Philly just can't lose. Yeah, they're starting to tear. They scored 130 points without their best player. So Embiid's uh, out still. So that's yeah. pretty impressive. I thought that this has a chance to be a competitive series, but the 76ers sure didn't make it look like that this game. Yeah. Also, Foles does not, he can't shoot. He doesn't look like a good basketball player. Just, he, just my observation. It's so strange. He looks like, yeah, yeah. He's a good basketball player, except he can't shoot, which is yeah. horrid of the, and Ben Simmons can't <laughs> shoot either. It's a very strange team. So uh, but in this game, they lit it up from three. Uh, yeah. A lot of their other players who can actually shoot <laughs> is an important part of basketball. Uh, had a really good, really good game, so it kind of took away from their need to do that. Uh, but Foles, yeah, he's or Foles, he's working his way back into it. I don't know if he'll ever be able to shoot. It's really weird. Yeah, so strange. All right, um, the Pelicans edge out the Trailblazers. Um, so the Pelicans take away home court advantage from the Trailblazers in the in the first round. Uh, and Anthony Davis is a beast as always. Yeah, Anthony. That's, that was my note too. Anthony Davis is amazing. He's been playing ma- amazing for a month or two now, uh, and this is a really fun series for me. Just from a uh, two guys leading their team standpoint, I guess two got two standout guys uh, with Anthony Davis on the Pelicans and uh, Dame Lillard on the Trailblazers. You know, it's like which one of those two guys is going to will their team onto victory, uh, and 
Black Knight, I think it was, was Anthony Davis. Yeah. This series, I believe it's going to be the best series that no one cares about. I, the yeah. Pelicans and Trailblazers are like the two teams like, oh, they have a team. Like, Anthony Davis is great. Everyone knows him. Yeah. And then, the, like, the Trailblazers have never been, even when they've been good, like, they've never been relevant, like, since Clyde yeah, Drexler. Yeah, that's point. <laughs> so, it's not, not going to be the ABC primetime game unless it's, like, a good time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, hopefully the Pelicans make it out of the first round. All right. The Pacers took out the Cleveland LeBrons in yeah. the first game. So, LeBron is obviously done, um, and he can't win games by himself. Or no, no, that's his thing. Yeah, he can't. He needs, he needs more players because the, the, uh, they, don't, they don't help him out. Yeah, the second, or what are they, second highest payroll in the NBA or whatever they are. Yeah. Uh, it's not enough to help LeBron. Uh, win in game one against the Pacers. The score of this game was 98-80. to 80. The Cavs scored 80 points. That seems tremendously low for a playoff basketball game. Uh, and my note that I wrote down here was, are we going to, are the, is LeBron done in Cleveland stories starting already? <laughs> <laughs> where, yeah, where are all the, uh, where's all the LeBron over Jordan Pierce? Where you at? It, Can't it, win a game it, one. If they lose to this Pacers team, which Olin Depot played out of his mind today. He was great. Yeah. But that said, he's not LeBron James. And if the Cavs lose to this Pacers team, that's a pretty big upset. And I don't know. I mean, this is a crazy thing. I don't know how you come back from that is what I was going to say, but that seems a bit far. But yeah. that's a pretty devastating series loss. Yeah, that would be. I don't think it's going to happen. I hope, I hope LeBron makes it to the finals just so he can lose in the finals. Um, that is my dream scenario. And I, yeah, I wouldn't bet against the Cavs winning the next four games in the series. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, like no. I could totally see that happening, <laughs> and then being like, "Oh, remember that time the Pacers won? <laughs> that was cute." All right, and the Bucks win a uh, thriller, or no, they lose. Sorry, they lose <laughs> sorry, the Bucks yeah, lose yeah. A, an overtime thriller uh, to the Celtics. Uh, so this series again this is like the East version of. It's always like mean, people care about the Celtics, but the Celtics Bucks is like. No one believes in them without Kyrie, and you know, mm-hmm. and it's the Bucks. <laughs> so I don't know. I'd like to see the Bucks. I'd like to see the Bucks win, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Watching this game was frustrating um, for me as a as a Bucks fan because where with all the players out for the Celtics, obviously Gordon Hayward uh, from his early season injury, Kyrie Irving, as you said, and I think they were out were without Marcus Smart, and I didn't hear how long that was for. Uh, the Bucks look like the better team. Like you look at a, at them out on the floor, you look like when they're doing the tip off. The Bucks should win the game, but yeah. they've decided to fire their head coach in the middle of the season and just promote his assistant, so they don't. Hmm. They have assistant, essentially so Wisconsin, a villain for the coach, and that's <laughs> it's exposed when you're going against Brad Stevens, <laughs> uh, and it was frustrating it was exciting because they came back and almost had a shot to win the game a couple late heroics but you just watch him you watch what Giannis can do and some of the plays that he can make the athleticism that he has and you go why aren't they winning more why aren't they a better team and you got to look directly at the coach so I would be I would looking at the two teams play today I would expect the Bucks to win this series but knowing that it's whoever Milwaukee's coach is against 
uh, Brad Stevens, I don't know that they will, which is a frustrating situation to be in. Sorry for your frustration, Casey. <laughs> um, moving on, you had uh, Jazz Thunder. It looks like as we speak, the Thunder are going to pull this one out unless something happens in the last minute here. Um, we'll give you the breaking news if it does. Uh, so, oh yeah, so this storyline. Oh, do we have a super team? Do we have a super team in the Thunder? Are they going to pull together and Melo is going to win a championship? Well, Melo's been terrible all year. If he can... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that if it was, was Westbrook, uh, Paul George, and another superstar, yeah, we can talk about a super team, but Melo just hasn't been that this year. Um, and maybe we'll talk about this more when we talk about the MVP later, but I feel like I should be more excited or appreciate more what Westbrook is doing stat-wise and the yeah. effort that he brings to the game. But something in my appreciation of that is missing, and I don't know what it is. Do you feel the same way? Or Dude, you... it's unbelievable. I, we could talk about this now, but it is unbelievable how little hype pub that he has gotten for tri- averaging a triple-double again. Yeah. Like, I know, like, last year maybe it was a little overlove, and that's maybe why. But it should have been overlove like that. It's an amazing feat. And then for him to do it again just, see, it just seems ridiculous. Plus, it, it's with adding players that need the ball, too, on top of it, mm-hmm. it's so, it has, boggled, it has boggled my mind how I was just, like, so ho-hum. By the way, he, like, the last day of the season, by the way, he averaged a triple-double again, you know? Yeah, I think the thing about it, though, is that it feels somewhat contrived to me. And the great example of this was in the last game, he needed 16 rebounds or something, 18 rebounds, something crazy, a crazy yeah. amount of rebounds for a guard to get. Right. And, like, the team essentially made sure he got that many rebounds, and he did it, and he averaged the triple-double, which is, you know, great, and congratulations to him. But it feels like this team or the way it's coached is built around this concept of getting him these statistics that don't necessarily equate to being a better basketball team and winning. Maybe that's kind of what I don't like about it, but at the same time, he's still doing it. It's still happening. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah, and I I don't care. I mean, for me, at the end, like, the last game of the season, I don't, it doesn't matter. Like, if you're close enough, if you're that close, 16 rebounds, that's that's pretty fucking good. So go ahead and you know oh. let him get his rebounds. Okay. Um, but I I can kind of understand what you're saying. Like if it, like it feels almost uh, like they're forcing that. That that's what they're they're trying to accomplish more than than the team aspect, which seems silly to say out loud. But yeah, um, like he's it's almost he's being a mean guy. So yeah, but that's why he gets so much crap when they lose. Um, it's all, and that's why I'm sure that's where his you know not being able to play with others tag comes from. So that's, pro- that's, you know, that's really what's behind it. Yeah, and that just, I think I let that narrative get in the way of me enjoying the, the, the way he plays the game. Because he plays it the way I want people to play it. I want everybody to essentially be maniacs and try their hardest all of the time, which is what he does. Yeah. <laughs> but then when somebody does it, I'm like, well, but Casey, you just don't know what you want. You just, I don't. You just, I guess. I guess. Oh man. Keep on searching. 
All right. Um, All right. Uh, I couldn't name three players on the Jazz, so I think the Thunder will win. <laughs> <laughs> Who is on the Jazz? I can't. I'm trying to. Yeah, I don't know. I can't do Jokic, it without looking. Jokic, uh, center. I. Other than that. Uh-huh. Oh, they got uh, Donovan Mitchell, the rookie. Uh, Donovan Mitchell? The rookie out of Louisville who's putting up crazy stats. Okay. Well, maybe. Basically, if you don't get out, if you don't get out of the first round, I probably like not going to know about you. I'm not going to know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the the last theory, the last series, which has by the, we're going to have to take a guess on this because we're recording before it even tips off. Uh, the Timberwolves and Houston, the Minnesota Timberwolves yeah. versus Houston. Uh, Tom Thibodeau and company. We got basically the two thousand. Basically, the 2012 team, 2012 Eastern, Eastern Conference Finals team uh, playing, <laughs> playing in Minnesota. So we'll, we'll, see, we'll see if Tibbs can, Tibbs can get over the mountain with this one, adding Carl Anthony Thompson. <laughs> well, I, I think uh, it's okay that this is the one that we're missing because I think this is the easiest one to guess what's going to happen, and I think Houston <laughs> handles them pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that I I agree with that. But when is it? Is this Houston thing for real? Is this are, are they really gonna overtake the Warriors, or is this gonna be one of the things where they get to the second round and Harden chokes again? I that's the question that that they got to answer. I mean, this is if they don't win it this year, I when are they gonna win it? I think it's it's set up the best for them to do it this year. It it just. If they can do it, I, I, I don't have an, obviously don't have an answer for that, but I think that's the question. The onus is on them to prove that they can do this in the playoffs, to prove that it works in the playoffs, to prove when the game slows down and they have to make important shots and contested shots instead of wide-open threes in transition because a team's not tracking back because it's the middle of the regular season. Can they still be successful? Um, I don't think the Timberwolves have enough to push them to do that, but maybe in round two, uh, those questions will start being asked of them. And we'll have to see. Yeah, people forget Chris Paul. He's a little snake bitten when it comes to moving along in the playoffs as well. So, yeah, the, they don't have a lot of track record with D'Antoni <laughs> either as the coach. Oh my God, this is so set up for failure. It's gonna. <laughs> but the, the best part is who like there's do you who are they gonna blame this time? Like they have. They have about three or four scape like previous people have been used as scapegoats uh, yeah. on this run, so it, it's going to be it's going to be exciting Big J journalism when that happens. Yeah. All right, so that's a run run through the playoffs. Um, in other NBA news, we have a little trouble in paradise. <laughs> uh, I'm sure everyone has heard about this Tristan Thompson, Khloe Kardashian, but I'll go ahead and overcap it just in case. Yeah. Tristan was out having a good night. Uh, he was in some club, caught on camera with two ladies, uh, making out with one. The other one would be really flirtatious. They were all like on the same couch together. It was really strange. I mean, I guess that's the life of an NBA player. What am I talking about? Um, but obviously, this got out by this got cut out by TMZ. Chloe is was very pregnant at the time. Yeah. And obviously she saw that. And then, and then on top of it, when that came out, some other woman uh, went ahead and Instagrammed out 
her and sometime her and Tristan had, uh, you know, done some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting Instagram. So this gets back to, to uh, Chloe, obviously. And Chloe is mad, but she says she doesn't. She, she's not, she doesn't mind Tristan doing that. Just needs to be more dis- discreet next time. Oof. Which, okay, you go, girl. But anyways, Chloe then has her baby probably yeah. the next day after this drops. Which it was is, like the next day, yeah. <laughs> it was the next day. And the Kardashian fans go, are going in droves commenting awful, awful things on Tristan Thompson's Instagram. So it's Tristan versus the Kardashians versus the Kardashians fans. Oof. Whose team are you on, Casey? Well, just <laughs> pick a side in this. Wow, uh, I can't believe that the fans would make Kristen into the sympathetic figure, but I guess I'll go with Chloe because, right, Chloe? Yeah, Chloe, one. that one. I mean, she hasn't really done anything wrong, and I think all, all this is going on. She gave birth, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I did hear that all of the other Kardashians have unfollowed Tristan Thompson on Instagram. Uh-oh. Which is, that's like kiss of death in that family. Yeah. It's going to take so. down his ranking. Who you got in this stuff, um, stuff? Yeah, it pains me to say to ride with the Kardashians, but you got <laughs> gotta go to gotta go with Chloe. Well, but, somehow uh, every, <laughs> everyone else is ask, acting more ridiculously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is so, but I, I don't get her, like, her statement of he just needs to be more discreet. Like, even if that, that can't get out there, man. You got to, you got to hold it down for, for the women, right? You can't just yeah. say that. Even if that's your, like, marriage philosophy or something, you can't publicly have that, right? Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, and apparently this isn't Tristan's first time, like, with this same exact situation, having oh. a woman pregnant and then being out. So, hey, man, Tristan, got to get your shit together. Yeah, trouble in paradise, indeed. Trouble in paradise. Yeah, that's why the Cavs, that's why the Cavs lost. So, <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't focus. <laughs> focus. Got a baby and has all this drama around him. He played, he played two minutes. Mm. Uh, one rebound. Minus one plus minus. So. Oh. Maybe it didn't affect the outcome of the game. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it affected Trish. All right. You want to talk some NFL? Yeah, I think that'll do it for NBA. NFL, yeah. your boy, Des Bryant, cut from the Cowboys. Oh, the Rock, man. This, I, I don't know why. I guess I don't know why you would cut a Des Bryant. Yeah. But apparently he wasn't getting along with anybody. Um mm. Which seems to be the case. So I guess he wasn't getting along with Coach, and I guess Dak wasn't really getting along with him. Um, so they parted. They parted ways. I'm interested to see where he goes and if it works out. Uh, to me, this sounds like a Patriots signing oh. waiting to happen. Interesting. Yeah. Well, he came. He's come out and said essentially, "I want to play with whoever's playing the Cowboys." So he's not taking it. <laughs> sitting down uh to me i thought this was just a salary cap move i think his production is not up to what it would be or what you would expect out of the salary cap i think it's similar to uh the jordy nelson situation here in green bay where you have a guy who's productive but not to the level of of what his cap hit was uh 
it's hard for me to see Dez outside of Dallas. So just I've kind of yeah. grown accustomed there. His persona has kind of fits with the Cowboys' kind of general persona to me. Uh, but at some point, I think they got to stop blaming other people and start blaming their head coach for some of the unsuccessfulness of their franchise. Yeah, I feel like how has he not been fired? I feel like every year he probably just goes to Jerry and Jerry's like going to fire him and then he just has some like conversation and Jerry's old mind forgets to do it. <laughs> so he's, yeah, he just he yeah, he just yeah, he like incepts them or something, but Jerry just forgets to fire him and then they just go about their business. Yeah, I'd be I'd be interested to well, one listen in on these conversations, but I mean Jerry really seems to like uh Jason Garrett for some reason. Uh I don't get it. But he's a, he's a hell of a clapper, I'll tell you that. He's always on the sidelines. Like this the clappy ass going. Oh, <laughs> there's that. He always looks like he's encouraging everybody, so he's a positive motivator. That's all I am. It's a real player's coach. Yeah, player's coach. As some say. But Des is out. Des is out. You know who's in? Who's out? Sebastian Joukowsky. Wow. It's still in the NFL signing with this with Seattle Seahawks. So we got Fat Boy Kicker still in the league. A guy who's been in the league, I don't even know. I, 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 I don't remember him not in the league at this point. Yeah, I, what am I – I got to look it up here because it's going to bother me otherwise. <laughs> 40 years old, started in 1999. <laughs> 1999. Good. That's a, I mean, it's a pretty good life. Just kicking a ball for 20-something years. Yeah, I, one of my first kind of – it's not my first draft memory because that would be crazy to say, but, like, one of the – I remember when the Raiders picked him in the first round. He was, like, the 16th or 19th pick – 17th pick. There we go, in 2000. Mm-hmm. Got it here. Wikipedia, thank you. Shout out if you want to sponsor the podcast. Reach out to us. Um, 2017th overall, which I just blew my mind that a kicker would be picked that high. And I got that's all I had. Yeah, no. No, I think it blew everyone's by at the time, and then he was, you know, just bombing. Um, he had that that mentality, that party uh, stigma that kind that came with him. Uh, that it proven to be true uh but he was a kicker so what are, what are you gonna do <laughs> so, um but yeah i like i just it just it just seems it just seems right that he's still he's still in the league uh kicking out in seattle good for him good for seattle for taking on 40 year old kicker yeah. yeah i think this is a, it's a common theme we've been having where we just we keep trying to tell them we have a chance to be professional yeah, athletes good. at this age because we just report it's on still, the old ones still, hanging still, around. still going. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, last, so last week we became a e eSport podcast supporter, um, and it's done very well. It's done very well for us, and we really want to keep that going. So uh, what do we have? Do we have anything in the world of eSports this week, KC? Well, I think last week we tried to be esports reporters and confused ourselves on what we were actually <laughs> reporting and talking about. But I, I did uh, 
make an effort to watch. We we teased the League of Legends Big Ten uh, championship or, or tournament, um, but and I made an effort to watch the championship. Did you did you see this as well? I watched it a little bit. Yes. Oh man, committed esports reporters. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Notice I was incredibly impressed with the production value of it. They had they had like in-game replays. The announcers were seamlessly going from one game to another, and there's a lot good amount of downtime in between the games that they filled. I thought it was pretty watchable. It is extremely watchable because I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> I have no, I really honestly don't know. But yeah, the production value it was very surprising. Um, it's actually I equated to like being better than some of like, the low like the low tier Big Ten games. Mm-hmm. Early in the season when they're playing like you know some Mac school or something, um, when they do it on the BTN at noon, um, but the announcers are so charismatic and energetic and amazing that it just it just keeps me watching because these guys are are on it and I was really I was really taken back by that so I'm sitting here watching the screen and all this stuff happened not knowing anything and even even the announcers being as charismatic as they are it's almost mm-hmm. like they're talking Chinese because I can barely understand what everything means, but they got me excited. Yeah, it was similar to you. I I, under, uh, I, I shouldn't say I, I understand something better than you, but I'm a little bit more. I know I'm a little bit more familiar with the game, so I the concepts and kind of some of the uh, shop talk that they use, I, I was familiar with, or, or at least had passing knowledge of. But I didn't know the the details, kind of of characters and who can do who can do what. So this leads me to. Kind of the bigger question I had while I was watching this is: Can this be a thing? Can esports or maybe League of Legends, uh, specific, but uh, esports in general, be as successful as like a collegiate competition or a professional team competition? Um, the in the United States, as you're saying, right? Yeah. 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 I think. I mean, I think it can. And I, because when I was when I was watching this, and I I asked you this question while I was watching, I was like, "Do you think by the time our kids are in college, like they can get a scholarship for this?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it would be a legitimate sport. And I I think it's something that's that can be, um, if if there's enough money behind it. And I there's definitely a movement putting money behind mm-hmm. it, um, right now by some you know very, uh, very smart and very, very smart, very wise businessmen. And I think it can be. It is in other countries. Um, it's huge in Japan. Uh, and, you know, kids are making a lot of money. So, yeah, I think that's what it really comes down to. I think it, it can be on, on, on par. Uh, to get to the masses yeah. is probably... Uh, so that's the part. Is it to get to the masses, are you going to have to kind of, you know, dumb things down uh, from a content standpoint? So that you can bring in more, or do you just keep the same? It's just everyone's everyone has to learn how to buy in. Yeah, I think that's one of the one of the challenges is you have essentially two types of games right now that I can foresee uh, having, let's say, a, a big market in the United States. One is this League of Legends kind of team uh, game where you're you, you two teams and you're you're trying to accomplish a goal, and the other one is that's a little bit more established, or maybe not more established, but has a longer history, is something like a first-person shooter. The problem with that one is it's very hard to observe because you're often, you have to observe from like a first-person shooter point of view. 
and that's really hard. Or if you are a third person, it's very hard to position where things are going to happen, uh, and it's, that doesn't translate very well. Uh, in, but that's not the case in League of Legends. In League of Legends, the uh, broadcasting crew knows where to go. They know when and where the, the important things are happening, and it translates very well uh, into a broadcast. The thing is there's so much information that you need to know in order to really understand what's going on. But maybe you don't need to know that. Maybe you don't need to get down to the, I know that this hero is good at X, Y, and Z yeah. and can counter this other hero or whatever, and you can just enjoy watching it at the level that we did in that I know that there's a blue team and a red team in there trying to accomplish these objectives, and the announcers get really excited and explain what's happening. Yep. Right. Yeah, I think that's it. So if, like, Chicago had a team, Chicago gets a team for whatever, and I just tune in just because it's Chicago, then it's do I sit there long enough to, you know, know what's going on while I'm rooting. It's like getting it's like getting a girl to watch, you know, you get that girl who wants to, you want her to like football, but it's like all you know is that this team needs to beat that team. And then slowly you start to learn. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things, like, with sports, and, and kind of growing the sport outside of outside of the fan base that I think that's why football has such trouble growing outside the fan base is that there are a lot of rules and even people who know the game don't know what it catches and like those are those are real issues when you're trying to go like yeah. hey new person to the game let me explain this to you uh, and there's an even bigger jump to, than when you get to League of Legends so I just but maybe in ten years when maybe we sound like old people now and and, and people listening to this who are you know, 25 and under are like, what are they talking about? Everybody knows how League of Legends is played. Or under, everybody understands these concepts that we're kind of saying are, are new to us. Yeah. Yeah, and technology will get better. Um, so maybe some things come up for viewing-wise. Yeah. So I think it, it definitely, I definitely think, I can foresee it happening if it does or not. We'll see. So we should continue with our attempts to be an esports-friendly podcast. Oh, yeah, yes, we are. We're ahead of the curve. We're the first in everything I've seen. So. Um, it's really going to help us in our podcast rankings. So, yeah, and on the, uh, I guess the vein of esports, did you see? I, I think I sent this to you. The social interactions by athletes. Uh, no. In the past, I don't know if it was the past month or week uh-huh. or whatever it was, but uh, number one was uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Who, oh yeah, I did see this. Uh, yep. This is when they won. Uh, they beat uh, Juventus, uh, and he scored a penalty kick to mm-hmm. win it. Uh, you can catch that in our, our other podcast that we'll be have coming out this week. We'll tell you more about later. Um, then number two was LeBron James, who is you know, one of the most popular sports players in the world. And then the third one was Ninja. <laughs> and fourth was uh, fourth was a cricket player named V-Rat, V-Rat, I, I'm not sure. And then fifth was Messi. So in the social interactions, so however this group measured this, a esports player was the third most popular athlete, which is crazy to think about and i think talk speaks to yeah. why we should be that's crazy sports friendly for the future yeah how how mad do you think lebron was for being number two <laughs> he, I, he seems like someone who would check and be aware of <laughs> of that metric he's he was, he was so mad and then he was probably just as mad for like being so close to ninja like who is this guy yeah um, <laughs> I get he's probably gonna start playing Fortnite. Watch, um, and it did, it didn't even say it didn't even say Ninja. It said it said his real you know, yeah, his real name <laughs> his real name. And when I first thought, I was like, "Who's that?" And then 
somebody had tagged that ninja was it was ninja. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, esports. We're on it. If you're in the game, you're in the game. Uh, all right, so we want to get to our mailbag segment. Right. We have uh, such a hit last week. We have some more questions from our fellow fans uh, that we will yeah. go through and Talk try to answer to the best of our knowledge. Um, yeah. All right. So, <laughs> all right. I'll start it off here. Uh, f- first question. Should Joe Thomas have left Cleveland and gone somewhere where his career would have mattered, or will his loyalty be more respected when he is sent to Canton? Uh, go ahead. Uh, okay. You go first. All right. I'll go. Uh, no, I think it's something. The latter part is guys of loyalty, uh, uh, being respected in Canton. I mean, he, I think he was going to be respected. He, he goes, he is widely renowned as like one of the best. Left tackles, or is it right tackle? Fuck. He's one of the best tackle um, in the game for this his time period. Uh, so I think it, I'm, you know, I'm, and being part of the Browns, I'm sure, you know, his schemes weren't the best. And <laughs> he had to block forever. But um, so he would have been good mm-hmm. no matter where he was. So I don't know if he'll be respected in Canton. I think it's a more... It's nice that he is he was still loyal, but I, since he was in Cleveland, I don't think anybody would have yeah. held it against him. Am no, I wrong I, in saying that? I think for so oh, yeah. Final. So okay. final answer, he should have gone somewhere and won a ring. So I'm gonna parse this uh, question a little bit, and I think for Joe Thomas, would I have wanted Joe Thomas to go somewhere else and win a ring? Yes, absolutely. I would want him to have, you know, been able to achieve uh, that level of success. Um, I don't know that it would affect his how he's viewed uh, as far as a Hall of Fame or as far as a legacy or anything, if he had one or not. I think, in general, uh, we overvalue being part of a winning team outside of a quarterback and outside of the best player on a team. Winning a championship probably shouldn't equate to how you value a offensive lineman or how you value really like any other position other than quarterback or maybe running back or somebody who has a real not that he doesn't have an effect on the game but it's more of a team that he relies on because he can't do it himself whereas a quarterback maybe a running back can um so i don't think it will affect his legacy i think we attach too much to being a part of a winning team i mean like do any of the guys who go and then win championships on other teams, like is Carl Malone's legacy better because he won with the Lakers? Did he even win with the Lakers? I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. His legacy is whatever it was based on his play. So Carl Malone has his legacy. I don't think it was affected by whether or not he won in the Lakers. Or not. Like Charles Barkley. It's, Charles Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimate example. And Marino. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't think it affects his career. I wish he would have gone. I would have liked to see him win. I think he would have liked to have won, but I think that uh, – the fact that he had this loyalty, the fact that he stayed in Cleveland is also another as- a different aspect of his play that you can respect. Yeah. No, um, you yeah, know, I, I, as someone, I mean, I agree. I kind of agree with that. I just, I just feel so bad for him. <laughs> like, it's like, not only are you living in Cleveland area, not only did, like, did he go through, did he have one, he made one playoff game, I think, once with like a, I don't know, one of those like eight, nine, seven seasons. 
Um, maybe. Don't fact check that. Uh, but yeah, I just feel bad, like being so great. And I think, you know, for the rest of his life, he's going to get asked that question Do you know who all the quarterbacks that yeah. you block for? <laughs> so maybe they'll get good and he'll be the honorary person to get some sort of ring. All right. Let's go on to the next question. Uh, this one uh, is the NBA question. And it reads, who is the real MVP, NBA MVP? Harden will, Harden will win, but does LeBron, Anthony Davis, or Westbrook have a legitimate beef with that? Also, which team becomes the worst team when any of these players are removed from it? I think this one depends, and I think this is part of the fun of the MVP debate in the NBA, is what does MVP mean? Like, I know the words most valuable player, what do they mean? But, like, what does it mean as far as the award goes, and what are the uh, criteria used to judge it? This question in the second part is implying that the uh, most valuable means kind of the, the definition of if you remove them, who would be the worst? And I think the answer to that is different than what the MVP actually is. And since I'm somebody who likes narratives and somebody who likes to look back and kind of put bows on things and, and talk about the year that was, uh, the way I look at MVP is kind of like, what was the, who was the best player slash, who did the season belong to that make? Like, if I look back on 2017-2018 NBA season, who did it belong to? Who was kind of the front runner, the best player, the mm-hmm. player who, who had the most significant season? And in that sense, I think it, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Westbrook all have cases, but I think Harden has the strongest case being the best player on the best team, how he's elevated his game another level um, and and just been very consistent throughout the year. I know that all those other guys have also done great things, but when I look back on 2017-2018, what's the story of the year? I think it's these Rockets, and I think it's, it's Harden leading the way. Yeah, okay, so this one's tough. Um, I think, I mean, Le- I think LeBron Westbrook have legitimate beef, Anthony Davis. I think they have legitimate beefs. I'll say this about LeBron, and because I'm, I'm really – I'm tired of this. I don't. I never. I didn't like this narrative of uh, is the yep. God it pisses me off thinking about it. Is LeBron in the Michael Jordan rules where it's like they sh- they could give it to him yep. every year, uh, but they don't because they want someone different. Uh, that's that's and that's. I think that's where what you were getting at is that LeBron's the best player. Everyone, everyone, freaking everyone knows that he's the best player. Um, but LeBron. When you taught yourself as a, when you tell everyone that you're the best player and that you should be the MVP, you will no longer be able to be the MVP. Just so shut up. Okay, that's out the way. Um, Westbrook, as we talked about before, averaged a damn triple double for the second season. It's just I don't know. I just, I just it just boggles my mind. That's not even like it's not even talked about. So he has absolutely a legit beef. Um, and Anthony Davis again. I just feel sad. I just feel sad for him because he's with the Pelicans, it doesn't seem anyone wants to pay attention. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the definition, uh, like MVP for me, um, it's not if you, I mean, again, if you go by that the narrative, if you take the play, if you take the player off the team and would be best, again, I just go back to LeBron. Like, we see what happens when he goes to a team, they go to the finals. Like, he's very good at basketball. Um, so, should he win it every year? I don't know. He maybe, uh, but I think. Don't you think there should be 
or do you like this ambiguity? Or do you think there should be a definition for MVP that voters go by? Uh, I think there should be a definition, but I, I both. <laughs> yeah. I think there should be a definition, but I like the ambiguity that we can we can argue about it. Again, Casey just wants it all. I want it all. But I, it'd be <laughs> right. nice to just be like, oh, it means the best player. Everybody thinks LeBron is the best player, even though he this year was better or worse than last year or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, well uh, yeah, it's, always, it's always a good argument. You could do it every year, so we'll probably do it. Um, we'll probably do it. So for the, I guess for the three answers, the MVP as I define it, Harden, who's the best player in the association, LeBron James, which team would be the worst if they're not on there, Anthony Davis. So it's a different okay. answer for all three. There you go. Way to break it down. Yeah. I'm glad, glad I could help right. whoever wrote in that question. That was very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, very informative. All right. Um, moving on. Next question. All right. Mark Sanchez was recently tested positive for a banned substance. Oh. What's, what's the percentage of people who actually knew he was still in the NFL? Uh, of NFL fans? <laughs> I think uh, 30%? 30%? Uh, yeah, I, I'd pro- yeah, I'd probably go low 20s. Um, knew he was still in NFL. I think, how many, yeah. how about, this? Here's, a, here's, a, here's a follow-up question. When this news came out, and people were like, oh, Mark Sanchez, and Mark Sanchez came across the wire, how many people re-Googled Butt fumble. <laughs> I'm sorry, I haven't seen this in a while. That Mark Sanchez. <laughs> I laugh every time. No, but it's it, great. I actually, when he came to the yeah. when he came to the Bears, I actually tried to get a Bears uniform with his number and butt fumble on the back, and they wouldn't let me. Oh, really? The NFL wouldn't let me get Particulars. it. Yeah, they wouldn't let me use it. Somebody yeah. can't find. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I was thinking about Mark Sanchez and his now apparently career as a backup quarterback and i i think there's a a lot of if you went around and looked at the just went around the league and looked at who the backup quarterbacks are i think you'd be amazed at who i mean brooks bollinger and jim sorgi were backup quarterbacks for their their whole for a significant career that's crazy they were not good quarterbacks yeah i mean there's no way they were yeah no, they were in the top 64 <laughs> best quarterbacks in the world. They know how to hold a clipboard. To be a backup quarterback. So, uh, I mean, what is, the, what is the job of a backup quarterback? Hold a clipboard? I mean, yeah. it's essentially, don't be good enough that you'd be considered the starter. But somehow bring some ability. I don't I don't. Well, Mark, in Mark's case, he was like third string or fourth. Like, he wasn't even suiting up. So, he was, he literally last year was Trubisky's, like, like pump-up man. And anytime you see Trubisky sitting down, you'd see Mark right there being like, "Yeah, man, you're the man, man." I did not even know I'm he sure was on the Bears bad... last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just yeah, I was, yeah, he was on the Bears. Um, so yeah, he was like Mark, he was like Trubisky's like pump up guy. You could just see him; he was always sitting next to him, like, "Yeah, man, you're the man, you're the man, man." So that was like that was his job. That's what they were paying him for. Yeah, and you do need to take some banned substance to be able to do that. So. Right. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, next question. 
Will Leandro Will Leangelo Ball get drafted? And what is the one thirty two Breeze opinion of the Ball family? Ooh, this is. Deep. I'm not sure we have a coherent or a cohesive strategy, cohesive opinion on the Ball family. Uh, which one's Leangelo? He's the one who was at UCLA and Seoul in China and all that. He has to be because the youngest one is there still an age limit? So I think the youngest one he was only sixteen. So I think Le- yeah, Leandro okay. was the UCLA guy. I, he can't can't get drafted, right? There's no way. No way. No way. Yeah, there's no way. He he wasn't even good yeah. on his own team. Um. And then the pave the way, like it's not like it's not like uh, it's not like his brother is killing it at the Lakers. Uh, yeah. You know, and he was supposed to be the best thing coming out of college. So no, there's no way he could draft it. If he does, you know. He's, I guarantee he'll be there at draft day. I guarantee the Ball family will be there <laughs> one way or another. I think, I think the youngest one can get drafted because I think he was pretty good from what yeah. I Yeah, no, he's supposed, to be, he's supposed to be good. I don't – I mean, if you want to get an opinion of the Ball family, boy, that whole – okay, opinion of the Ball family. I love, it's a love-hate with, with, with LeVar in okay. my book because I love – before he did the whole crazy thing, taking his kid out of school. I love that he was just like, you know what? I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do it on my own. Um, and build a brand. I'm going to build a business. And just taking – it was just being – he was trying to be a trailblazer. And you can say whatever you want about how he was doing it or, you know, the type of – how he was getting out there, but he was doing it. And I was – I am so excited to see if, if it's not him, someone else can take this model of – I'm going to be the brand, like my son's going to be the brand, or my family's going to be the brand. I don't need another brand to come and, and, you know, kind of pump you up. So really taking ownership, being able to take ownership of it and, and see what happens. So some of the things he says, like making a basketball league uh, for kids who don't want to go to college or in, and just come out of high school for that year, it, sound, it just sounds trailblazing to me. Um, and I understand the implications be, uh, on the other side of it. But the going back to him taking uh, what's the youngest one i forget his name the youngest one out of high school lamello yeah mello out of high school to go play pro it's just i'm not gonna you know you don't want to tell another man how to raise kids but that's just dumb yeah. <laughs> that's just stupid and you know whatever that's my opinion so my official my official stance is I'm excited to see if his model works and if anyone takes his model um, and makes it actually makes it better or improve upon it. Well, I think that the coverage of LeVar Ball and uh, we're covering him because you're watching and you're watching because we're covering him circle that happened is what's wrong with special media. And that's why people should listen to podcasts like this <laughs> or get through that nonsense. Uh, my, I guess my opinion on the Ball family is they're good where they are in Latvia or Estonia or wherever they are. They, that's fine with me. Latvia. <laughs> just stay over there. Well, I haven't heard, heard, another, heard a lot from Lavar, So I'm sure we will with the draft coming up. Uh, be back in that spotlight. Yep. All right. Um, all right, last question. Ready? In the age we're in now of digital media, would the N1 mixtapes be able to happen again? Casey, were you a N1 guy? Oh, yeah. I had, uh, you know, the T-shirts and the videos and stuff. I was the professor and all that. I was there. 
the professor. I knew that'd be your guy. I knew that'd be your guy. <laughs> he kind of looks like you. <laughs> My God, son, the professor, the professor. <laughs> no, I was. Well, first of all, I was all in on mixtapes, and I, you know, when they were uh, obviously back in the day in your tapes, and I remember. You know, when they drop going to like Foot Locker, getting your hands on the tape, going watching them, and then we come back like yeah. basketball practice, and be like, oh my God, you see that, and try to, and try to emulate uh, Hot Sauce and the Professor and, and you know, and all of them. Uh, but could it happen now or happen again? There's no. One is no. Attention spans yeah. aren't long enough. And two, everyone can just make their own. Um, yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of how I feel about yeah, it. Yeah, I think. There's two, I guess it could have happened again, maybe, but it'd be hard because there's so much information out there. And if you're watching, like the fun thing about that was you're watching these crazy highlights or, or the, you know, these highlights that you don't see in the NBA or you don't see elsewhere. But I think those are essentially out there already and are not as nicely packaged product. Uh, so if you wanted to see that, I, I think you can just go out and, and find that sort of stuff on, on the internet. But that said, if somebody wanted to go ahead and, and put it together and put a little production behind it, kind of like, I don't know, it's just even like the, the Dude Perfect guys who put together, you know, their trick shot videos, like, that's just doing something that anybody, not anybody, can do, I can't do it, but like, you can find videos of people doing crazy things like that out on the internet, but they put a little bit of production behind it and, you know, put work into it and they've been relatively successful with that. Now, granted, that's not at the level that I think that the Anwin mixtapes were, but I think there's enough talented basketball players out there that you could get a league-like thing or whatever highlights like that and put it together and produce it and make it available. Is that worth the time? Is there, like, money to be made by that? I mm-hmm. doubt it, but I think somebody could put it together and it could get a relatively large following. But to the level that the and one mixtape was where, you know, 10 years later, 15 years later, whatever it is, people can be like, the professor, and people know what that, you like, get the context. I don't think that'll happen again. Yeah. That was so big, man. I was so close to getting an and one, like, tattoo, because that's what everyone was doing. It was like, if you're a basketball player, you're like an and one tattoo. That was so big. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be, I'm just getting nostalgia now, but I just think, yeah, there's there's so much content you can do it your own. Like, I know way too much. I've seen way too many highlights of Zion Williams. Yeah. You know, the high school player going yeah. to, yeah, going to Duke. And I don't even follow him. I just, it just comes across the yeah. line. So it, that just makes me see that, like, yeah, anyone could put this together. So, I don't know. Maybe it could work. Maybe it won't. I don't think, it, I don't think it can. That's my final answer. I think it would have to be like a, a viral thing. Like, Somebody would have to just kind of on their own do it for the sake of doing it as opposed to kind of this coordinated marketing thing from a big yeah. company. I don't think that would. Yeah, that's fair. We were going to get to uh, Casey's kick, but we have uh, – we had a little special yeah. – we are going to have a bonus episode with uh, a whole episode of Casey's corner kick uh, for all the soccer heads out there. Uh, we were, It was real fun. We were actually joined by uh, – another podcast the pitch side podcast boys um it was a lot of fun so that should be coming out uh wednesday so be on the lookout for that casey do you have anything you want to add i just encourage people uh to listen to the additional podcast with the pitch side guys 
even if you're not a soccer fan, I think uh, we had a really interesting conversation about what's happening in soccer, and then we looked ahead towards the World Cup and kind of talked about things in, in a way that even non-soccer fans could, could follow along and, and maybe start becoming soccer fans. So I encourage everyone to, to take a listen to that. Other than that, thank you, everyone, for, as always, listening. Uh, hit us up on, on the Twitters, Facebook, likes, shares, follows, always appreciated. Um, rate us on iTunes, all those things, all the things to help us uh, feel good about what we're doing here, I guess. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's it for, for me. Yeah. My... All right, my Venmo account's still open, at MarloJR. If you want to donate to the show, 